We spend a lot of our lives thinking about what has happened in the past and what we plan to have happen or sometimes worry will happen in the future. I find myself caught in this spiral frequently. As a yogi and a yoga instructor, I try hard to be patient with my thoughts and understand the patterns that develop from my past and ultimately influence my present and my future. In yoga, these thought blocks are commonly called samskaras. I first found out about Teddy Droseros in 2018. Teddy has created an unbelievable project to help adults and children have an outlet to express what they are grateful for in the present. In 2018, Teddy, along with a few local businesses, a pizza regionale, original grain, and O Yoga, now called Sky Yoga Studios, came up with an idea to raise money through various promotions to donate gratitude journals to all the students at a local elementary school here in Syracuse. I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 22 with the principal of that school, Lawan White, to hear more about the ultimate impact these journals had on the children. As a result of this, we had journals at the front desks of both of our yoga studios for students attending classes to take a moment and put into the world what they were grateful for. It is becoming more and more well-known the positive effects that taking a few moments a day to journal or express gratitude for what we have in our lives can have a transformative effect on our overall well-being. Teddy has continued to follow his dream of getting gratitude journals in as many places as possible and recently came out with a new book that is a collection of people's entries. Teddy says about the book, I was curious what would happen if I left a communal copy of the Grateful People's Gratitude Journal in my neighborhood coffee shop. This is the story of what happened next. I'm extremely excited to have Teddy on the podcast. Make sure to check him out on Instagram at Grateful Peoples and visit his website, gratefulpeoples.com to get your own gratitude journal. Make sure to get there quickly. They sell out frequently. Well, hello, Teddy. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tyler. And I appreciate that, uh, that beautiful intro. Oh, well, I mean, I, th- I think the appreciation certainly lies with you and not to start the podcast mm-hmm. off too sappy. But I mean, I think all the work that, that you're doing and this whole project, which we'll, we'll spend a lot of time diving into, you know, it still brings thinking about, and I was just listening to that, thinking about the, you know, the work you did with the group here in Syracuse you know, it still just kind of brings chills to think about not only the way the community came together, but also hearing, you know, Luan talk about it shortly after, actually it was a while after um, that first group had the gratitude journals and, and just the impact that it had on everybody. So I think thanks are with you. Uh, yeah, awesome. thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Now, one of the ways I like to start out, just for the listeners, uh, and I, I always say I stole this from another podcast, but um, can you just kind of give a brief description of where you are right now and sort of what it looks like, and be a good way also to bring people into the present? So, yeah, I'm actually uh, sitting in my home in uh, San Diego, California. I've been out here for the past couple of years, uh, which has been a blessing. Um, you know, I was, I was in the, I was on the, I was on the, I was at the beach this morning and took a dip in the ocean. Um, and, you know, I've been making that a priority in my life, you know, while, while, while I'm out here. Um, and it's a lot of, a lot of trees and it's a really beautiful sunny day. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I've the only I was in San Diego once and I was out there for I think it was about a week and it I think it had what am I? It's uh 2022. It was probably 15 years ago. And it, oh. San Diego has just le- I've I've only been once, but I tell everybody even to this day just how amazing San Diego is. It's such an incredible place. Yeah, it it really is like paradise here. It's, 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 if and when I, I do leave, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be hard. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, just a little background on you. Can you just kind of give like tell us where you grew up and um, you know what a little bit of the path that sort of led you to create Grateful Peoples? Yeah. So I I, uh, I grew up in in Brooklyn, New York, um, and I come from a from a Greek background. Um, so I actually spent my summers uh, going to Greece uh, as a kid uh, up until I was about 14 years old, um, you know, to visit my family. And, you know, the, the growing up in Brooklyn and then going to spend my summers in just a really, really small town, um, you know, that I think that really shaped the way I see the world, kind of opened up my mind to just that, that there's, you know, more out there than, you know, where, where I grew up. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of expanded my mind. And I feel very lucky that I got to do a lot of traveling uh, in my life. Um, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and, you know, a, a big part of, of Grateful People is, is a relationship to, to my mom and, you know, the, the lady that she was um, and, you know, her, her sickness and how it impacted the, the way I see things, which, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into. Um, but yeah, that, that's, you know, I, I, I love, I love being out in nature and, and, you know, just connecting with people and, you know, I'm excited to, to share the Grateful People story here. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, let's talk about Greece for a second. So, uh, how many how many times have you traveled there? First of all, oh, I would I went every summer until I was about fourteen. Oh wow! And, and since then, I've been back. Let's see, three, three or four times. What are some of your kind of favorite memories of those trips to Greece and traveling? Ah, uh, just uh, being on the beach with uh, with my mom and dad and my brother and you know a bunch of kids from the town would, would come with us. We would, we would that would be that was the day. We'd wake up, we'd go to the beach, come home, have a beautiful meal from that my grandma prepared, mm. uh, and then we would just. The, the really cool part about that experience was that there there was just so much freedom for the kids. You know, like my parents, we would leave the house at three and, and not come back to like you know midnight or, or oh. one a.m., <laughs> which was like you know which growing up in Brooklyn that was like such a cool like you know yeah. crazy thing. But it was just the way that the town was. Um, so that, yeah, that's what that, it was just very freeing. And I got to play and, you know, just see, see different things, which, you know, I, I think back all the time, like I'm, I'm so lucky I had parents that, you know, gave me that experience. Yeah, that's incredible. Now, what, uh, well, what brought your parents to the United States from Greece? Well, my, my, my mom was born here. Okay. Um, and my, uh, my, my, but also, you know, coming from a Greek background, like her parents are from Greece. Uh, and my dad just, you know, he was, you know, he grew up in, the, in a really, really small town, you know, like, you know, more, more goats than people kind of town. <laughs> uh, but it, his father was, it was a goat herder uh, before he opened up a cafe in, in you know, in the town. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, my dad just was, you know, he was just like, I want to go to, go to New York and, and just see what's out there. And he was like, he wasn't planning to stay in America, but the way life worked out, it, he, he did. And what did he do when he came to the United States? And like, sort of what, what kept him here? Uh, it was actually, uh, you know, it, it kind of ties back to my mom's, uh, sickness. He, he, um, he came here just to pretty much to, to earn a living and, and, you know, and, and just, I guess, see something new. Um, and so he came here and was doing a bunch of odd jobs and, you know, working at restaurants and, 
um, you know, eventually got, you know, worked hard and was able to, you know, get into real estate and, and buy some of its own properties. Um, but what, what, and we had, we had actually, um, you know, when I was, when I was one years old, that's when my mom was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis. And right before the, the diagnosis, we had actually like we, everything was set for us to, to move to Greece as a family. Mm. Um, like, you know, my brother was enrolled in school and my mom left, you know, left her job and they had a goodbye party. And then all of a sudden she had her first, you know, like uh, episode with uh, multiple sclerosis. Um, so then that, that's kind of why we stayed in America was for the, for the healthcare it was much better than at the, especially at the time what was available in Greece for, you know, what she was going through. Oh, wow. So what effect, I, I want to go back to Greece, but while we're here, what if describe to me a little bit of the effect that your mom had, uh, on your life growing up both. I mean, obviously with multiple sclerosis, but I I'm assuming judging by, you know, the person that you are, she also had a huge impact on uh your personality and kind of what's yeah. what's oh, led you here yeah i mean my, my mom was you know she she was such a cool woman um you know it, she, she was she was so strong like so so strong that you know the doctors were to see her you know 30 years after she was diagnosed and you know she wasn't in, in you know her she was obviously very visibly sick, but the doctors were amazed about how the condition that she was in, considering she was sick for 30 years. Yeah. Um, and, and, and before she got sick, she, you know, she was a superwoman. She, she would, uh, she, yeah, she, she just, she just did everything. She did everything for me. And, um, I, and yeah, I can't, I can't put into words that, you know, the, the way she, she like, she, you know, she would, you know, at the time I, I wasn't really feeling it, but, you know, she would, you know, kind of make me go to the ballet and the opera and, the, you know, expose my <laughs> to all, all these different things. Um, and, you know, made sure I got to all my basketball and baseball games and, you know, all, all, uh, all those. Yeah. So she was, you know, I, I feel lucky to have the parents that I have. That's really incredible. What kind of, what are some of the things that you're not, not to kind of, use the, the, the obvious term, but what are some of the things that, you know, when, she, when she passed away that you reflected back on that you were most grateful for? Um, at the time, you know, with everything going on, it was kind of, you know, it, it obviously impacted my mind, my mom's, uh, you know, her mind and, and the way she was able to express herself and, and communicate. Um, but, you know, looking back after she passed, I, I just realized how positive she really was throughout the whole thing. Mm. And, and maybe, you know, maybe that positivity wasn't expressed towards me, but I was realizing, you know, that, you know, how everyone else kind of viewed her. Um, and she yeah, had just the fact that she was able to just, she, she didn't give up, uh, you know, she didn't let the sickness she, uh, kind of um, control her life. She just still went out there and, and did her thing and, and she just really didn't give up. And, and that, that's something that definitely stuck with me. Wow. Yeah. And that's very powerful. When you look back at your times in Greece, uh, let's say mostly as a as a child, what are some of aside from you know the freedom and stuff? Are there, are there any like foods or smells that um, like you come across these days that bring back memories of your time there? Uh, well, yeah. Well, let's see. There's this uh, this type of meat, uh, meat called kotosuvli. Uh, um, which is just like this big skewer and these chunks of meat, and then you, and you slow roast it over uh, over uh, um, uh, charcoal, um, which is just burned um, char- charcoal made from uh, almond wood. And so, mm. like that that smell and that that taste of that meat is 
I, yeah, I, I, oh, I, wow. I, I still have dreams about it. Um, so that, that's something I remember very vividly. And, and also just, you know, we had, it was kind of a funny story. We had a, a car in this really small town with a New York license plate that might somehow my dad figured to get to, how, you know, to get to, to Greece. Um, <laughs> so just, so there would be like, you know, a lot, a lot more kids that should have been, should have been in there in the town, like all like hanging out of the car, driving to the beach. Um, so yeah, that, that, that little red car is something that just reminds me of growing up and, and summers in Greece. That's how did you get a car from New York to Greece? I, I don't I don't know the the, the full story. I, I don't I, sh- I actually should ask my dad. But yeah, it was there, and like every obviously everyone in the town knew about it. Cause, you know, because it had New York license plates. And it was yeah, it was it was a red Nissan, more like maroon purple kind of color. Oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, but it was yeah that car. I, you know, I, I wish I could see that car again. Yeah, that's that's really funny. Do you still have family that lives in Greece? Oh yeah, so most of my family is there. Um, that's why you know that at the time, um, you know my my, fam- my you know my dad wanted to move back to Greece um, before my mom got sick. But okay. yeah, almost almost all my family is in Greece. Oh wow, that's that's crazy. That's really neat. So okay, let's fast forward. So where did get kind of give the history of Grateful Peoples? Where did it all start? What kind of brought it about? Um, and uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. I mean, it, it, it really just started with me uh, keeping my own gratitude journal. That's kind of where my, uh, my, my journey started. Um, and, you know, I was, in, I was about 23 or 24, and I, was, I had my first, uh, um, or I guess working for the same company, but, yeah, so my second job, at, you know, out of college. And, and you know, I was kind of doing this process, you know, this same cycle every week of, you know, working during the week and then kind of partying on the weekends and then, you know, feeling better than just feeling like myself again by Thursday and then doing the whole thing. <laughs> so I, I was in that cycle and I was just like, there's got to be more to this. Um, and as I really started questioning, what am I, you know, is this the best way I could be spending my time every day, you know, going to this office and, you know, doing the work I was doing. Um, so I think that thought really uh, kind of just motivated me to just try to do something different. And I, and I started to get into things like yoga and meditation and, and food um, I really started to understand the impact that food has on our overall life and emotions and, and our mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, and, and one of the things that I found in, in you know, uh, in, in that time was, you know, I read about keeping a gratitude journal. Um, so I just started doing it. And, uh, for, for me, you know, c- creating new habits is, is definitely not easy. I have a really hard time with it. Uh, but for, for whatever reason from, from that first night that I, I wrote, I, I just kept a, this little notebook by, by my bedside and every night I would just write down three things I'm grateful for. Uh, and from the first night I did it, I did it every night for like three or four years. Um, which, yeah, I think, and I don't journal every day now, but it's just, it's just part of the way I think. And, and I think that time of, of doing it for, you know, three, three-ish years every single day, I, I really do believe it kind of altered the, the, you know, my brain chemistry to just see things a lot differently. What, uh, during that process over the course of those years, what were some of the Things that start, I mean, I've noticed some things, and I don't journal for gratitude necessarily, but just through meditation and yoga, I've certainly noticed changes in the way that I react or perceive things, more importantly. What were some of the shifts that you started to notice over the course of those few years that um, helped you to uh, kind of keep things going where you were like, oh man, this is really working? 
Yeah, yeah. So actually, I have like a I have one very vivid memory, uh, and it was it was after a couple of weeks of journaling, maybe two or three weeks. Uh, I was in New York City, living in New York City at the time, and I was coming up from the subway, and there was this uh, project we were doing at work where, you know, it, essentially it was it was a pointless thing, um, but it, it's what the the boss wanted, so like you know it was, we had to do it, and I was by far the youngest one there, so a lot of that stuff kind of kind of fell on me. And I remember, you know, so that's that's where I was at in in, in that week of work. Um, but I remember coming up from the subway and just noticing, like, thinking about that. It's like, oh, why why do I have to do this pointless thing? But my seeing my mind just totally respond to that thought differently in the sense of like, just think like, I mean, this is awesome that I even have a job, and I'm you know I'm walking in Midtown Manhattan and all this beautiful energy around me and all, and all these really cool buildings and so like it, that that that. It, like after even a couple of weeks, I noticed my mind just really just re- responding to things as opposed to reacting to, to thoughts. Um, so that that's a very vivid memory I have. And then ultimately, what gratitude when I when I was like, all right, this is this is something. There's something here, and it's really powerful, and I, and I want to share it. Um, it. It was over. It was you know this it wasn't like a specific moment, but it was over time that you know per, you know like I mentioned before, you know my mom was. Uh, you know, she got sick when I was just an infant. So that, you know, that, that was just my normal and just what I knew. Um, but it wasn't until I got really deep into a gratitude practice that I was able to look at, you know, the, what, what was, what is, you know, what, what's something that, you know, it was the biggest obstacle in my life. I, I was able to look at it as, as also as my biggest blessing as well. And um, so I was like, yeah, you know, if, if, you know, keeping a gratitude journal is something, you know, one of the things that helped me, kind of look at something so dark and, and ter- turn it positive. I was like, you know, what, what, what can it do for other people? Um, and that's when I was just really was like, I want to get my friends and family doing this. And that's kind of where it started. How did you approach your friends and family to, cause that was actually going to be one of my next, you know, how do you start, how do you start sharing? So, this? Actually the, I mean, this is kind of a funny story. So the, the first thing I did, and this actually went on for three years after that, so the, the three or four or something, but the the first thing I did was I sent a, an email out to you know maybe nine or ten of my friends, um, like ran, very randomly, and I right I said I'm grateful for you know whatever I wrote, and I asked them what they're grateful for, and then I got a, a couple people um, responded to me saying like 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 hey man like are, are you good are you are you okay like <laughs> you know so, so that that was my uh, that was my first experience with with shared gratitude. But that thing actually eventually turned into to what we, you know we called the the grateful email, uh, which turned into this community of like you know fifty people and you know friends would tell other friends and it was, it was a small thing, but the, uh, the what, what was going on was people would email me uh, like individually what they're grateful for every day and I would put you know in the morning I would take everybody's uh, emails and put them onto one and I blast it out to the group, uh, so that's how I first started uh, um, sharing gratitude was through emailing actually. That's. <laughs> That's a really amazing idea. How did you, how did the ball start rolling, so to speak, for the, to get people to start emailing you in the morning? How, how did that come about? Um, I think I just included, you know, I, I, I it was just gradual. I, I, I can't, I don't remember exactly, but I just included a group of people. And then like, like I said before, friends would be like, Hey, you know, can I invite some other, my other friend and I, you know, I would just tell, I remember one time I, I met some people in a bar and I told them about it and they were like, yeah, send it to us. And, you know, they would, you know, participate every day. 
Um, so it was, yeah, it was just something that I would, you know, tell people I'm doing and then, you know, see, see where it stuck. I, yeah, that's, that's incredible. That, that was, that's, it's kind of hard, you know, it's when you start to ask your buddies to go to yoga class or, you know, yeah. something like that to then say, Hey, you know, send me a few things you're grateful for every morning. And then, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. What was the reception as the email started to grow and you've got this, you know, sort of daily collaboration of, of different people's gratitude. What was the feedback that started to come from that? Uh, the, the feedback was amazing. I, I mean, you know, people would constantly just send me emails uh, on the group saying like, you know, how much they look forward to this message in the morning and how it helps them set the tone for the day. And um, so, yeah, the, the that initial, you know, very positive feedback, I'm sure kind of, you know, w- whether I realize it or not, motivated me to want to keep going with it. And you were still working another job at this time. This was just something you were sort of doing for fun and to kind of oh, yeah, get yeah, more people was- to experience what you had. Yeah, I had no idea about, you know, I hadn't thought about grateful people or creating gratitude journal yet. I was just like, I want, I want the people around me to practice some gratitude. When did that start to transform into what, what became the journal? You know, I, I, I don't know. Like, so, so the, my experience with the journal was, was really cool for me. Like the process of making it, um, it took about a year, uh, to, to put together, um, you know, it's in terms of like designing it and finding a printer and, you know, I'd never, you know, made a book before. So I had to just, you know, mm-hmm. figure all that out. Um, and it, for, it was the first time in my life where I realized that, you know, I had, there was zero logical explanation for why I was making a gratitude journal. Uh, if anything, logic would, you know, now looking back, I was, you know, in a good way, I was naive to, 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 you know, it's good to be naive sometimes. I realized like ignorance is bliss. Like I didn't, you know, logically it was like, why am I doing this? there's so many gratitude journals out there like you know kind of you know like what's you know yeah what's the point kind of mm-hmm. um but i just there was just this feeling in me uh that my you know my, my heart was telling me to just make this journal and i there was just an energy you know pushing me to do it um uh which for me was a really really cool and beautiful experience because i, I grew up you know, in a very kind of logically, you know, logical thinking mindset, which, you know, logic is very, very important and, uh, you know, cr- you know, crucial for, to living a good life, but all, our heart also, you know, leading with our heart is, is as well. And for me, that was the first experience I had with that. When you, what was your initial intention for the, the physical journal it, itself? So, I mean, was it just to get into like adults hands? What, well, yeah, I, I mean, originally I was just like, I'm going to make this journal and sell it. That was kind of, that was, that was, that was, that was it. And then I, you know, as I, um, as I went, you know, as I got the journals in and I started sharing them, that's where all these other little ideas started coming from, you know, the more I put it out there. And it made me realize that you just have to get yourself out there and ideas will come. When, and I guess, how did it come about that you started working with, um, children and schools and things like that? Well, actually, I actually remember having that thought. Uh, I remember thinking, you know, this was like, so I, this was already after, you know, three-ish years of, of, you know, practicing gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, you know, I'm in my mid-20s, like, this, look how this, this simple practice, like, completely transformed my mind um, in just a couple of years. And I thought, you know, what, what if 
someone had given me a gratitude journal when I was, you know, 10 years old or 12 years old or, or 15 or whatever. Um, so that, so that's what got me thinking like, oh man, it'd be really cool if kids were just doing this every day in school. Um, and then, so the, the first thing I did was I actually, I, I kept, I kept, you know, close relationship with one of my high school teachers. Uh, so I reached out to him and said, Hey, you know, I have this idea. I'd love to, you know, donate, donate a set of books to your class. And the idea is they just write down what they're great for every day. And he was like, yeah, let's give it a try. Um, and, uh, long story short, I, I went in at the end of the year. And uh, I asked the kids a bunch of questions and, you know, shot, shot a video, uh, you know, to, to kind of promote the project. And, and I just remember sitting, you know, standing in front of the class, uh, being, you know, listening to what the kids were telling me and being like, all right, this is, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next phase of my life. So I was just blown. I, I knew, I knew, I knew it was going to help them. I, I knew it was going to impact, you know, their thoughts and, and how they see things, but I was just blown away by what they were saying. What are some of the things that have, like it doesn't need to be specific, but some of the common themes that have sort of stuck with you most with the work you've done with the schools and, and children. Oh, I mean, with the schools, the the feedback that pretty much I get across the board from the teachers is that the kids are behaving a lot better. Um, there's a lot less bullying, and they, that they appear to be a lot more confident in themselves. Um, and and to me, that that's just I, actually practicing gratitude is something that. Help me help make me a lot more confident in, in me and, and in the world around me um and and i think why that's happening is you know for, for me and for the kids and for anybody practicing gratitude it's just you know the it's kind of like math in the way it's like the more the more time you take to look for good things there's a greater greater pro- probability that you're going to see more of them so mm-hmm. the more you practice gratitude you're just going to eventually keep seeing more and more good things about the world around you and, and yourself um, so I think that's why it has such a big impact on confidence. Cause you know, when, when you're feeling good about yourself, you're not going to pick on another kid or act out in class or, mm-hmm. you know, you're just, you're, you'll be just focused and present and calm. And, and, uh, so that, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, you know, getting this feedback from the teachers about the kids behavior. Now the, your book, let's talk about the, the full fledged grateful people's coffee table book. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So the, um, that's not to belittle the idea, but I mean, like that's a brilliant, obvious idea with all of the, you know, things that are being written down in all of these journals all across the country and probably various parts of the world. Um, when the the book is that based strictly on like one gratitude journal, is that is it just a reprint of a gratitude journal that was literally just in oh. a local coffee shop? No, no, it's um. So I actually I collected. I mean, I stopped counting at like around 100, but I must have collected maybe like you know 300 filled up gratitude journals. Oh wow! Um, and to, you know, and and I, at, at least uh, you know 75,000 people's entries, um, and m- maybe more. I, I kind of just stopped counting. Um, <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, so it, so that th- yeah, and so the so I would just be, you know I would be collecting these books, and I had just had you know a box of them in my apartment at one point, and I realized that you know, when I was feeling down or, you know, unmotivated or, or, you know, just a little off, I noticed that I would just go pick one up and flip through it and I would just feel better right away. And so that one of the, one of the ideas of the coffee table book was that I can, you know, to give other people that tool and that experience of just being able to read through what other people are grateful for and, you know, giving them, you know, offering that perspective. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, that, 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 that was, that was one of the, 
coolest experiences for me to put this book together. I know when we had them at the yoga studios, when I was either working the desk or waiting to teach or just there, you know, whatever, hanging out, I always loved to pick it up and just flip back, you know, a few, you know, through the few most recent pages and just sort of see, you know, what people had written, the various things that they were grateful for. You know, sometimes it had to do with yoga. Sometimes it was an, an animal or a friend or a sunny day, whatever it could be. So it was always like, I totally get what you're saying with just being able to pick it up and just, um, appreciate, even if it was a day where I wasn't super grateful, appreciate the, what other people were putting out into the world and the, and the ripple effect that, that their gratefulness had on me. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And, you know, just being able to experience, experience other people's thoughts are just, you know, it can, can be very uplifting. Absolutely. And just the stories and, you know, kind of like what you've talked about, like you lost your mother and out of that came something incredible, not only for yourself, like a strength within yourself, but also a strength that was able to be shared with, I mean, I don't even know how many people at this point. So yeah, it's, it certainly is very powerful. Uh, Between the, the stuff you've read from children and adults, uh, is the gratitude mostly like similar themes or does it does it dra- does it vary between you know younger human beings and older human beings well actually so one the the one thing i thought was really cool about uh the, the kids writing it and you could tell from like the, you know their cute little handwriting um <laughs> there was uh like say there was you know ten thousand entries from kids um i i can there's like really only one specifically that I remember that, that didn't mention uh, a loved one or it was, it was crazy. Kids wrote the words food, air and water and shelter a lot. Mm. Um, and so I thought that was pretty cool. And, and uh, I mean, I guess not too surprising, but I thought it was just like, you know, kind of, you know, showing like, Hey, you know, family and, and your relationships and your loved ones, it's, it's just, you know, it's the most important thing in life um, besides health. And uh, so I thought that was really cool to see how the, that every single time a, a kid was asked to reflect on what they're grateful for, they, you know, and, and there's so much, so much going on in kids' minds, you know, and the fact that they, they wrote down a, a, a lot, you know, mentioned a human, a loved one every single time. I thought that was really cool. Um, and when it came to the adults, it was just all, all over the place. Um, some, you know, funny, weird, beautiful, dark, sad, you know, it was, it was just, it captured the full um, what was really cool is that the books I was collecting captured like the full spectrum of uh, human emotion, mm. like they're through the lens of gratitude. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, how you're, you're, which would make sense. I mean, as you grow older, you you experience a lot more. Your perspective shifts, but kind of like what I alluded to in the in the intro to the podcast, we still carry with us accumulations of things that happen to us over time. Yeah, exactly. And having sort of an outlet and a place to write those down and and in even the things that maybe aren't happy at some point through this practice, maybe you could also find gratitude for the hardships and the challenge. Oh, yeah. So actually that that is um, that. So uh, that's the main thing that I got out of all these books that I, all the journals I collected and reading through them, like what I, what I found was 
uh, like it seems like humans have this ability to feel extremely deep appreciation for their darkest of times. Um, and it seems like that's the kind of the, the secret to happiness is, you know, being able to look at the bad things as, as good things. Uh, so it was really cool to, for people, I just, so many of the entries were people writing about how the bad thing was actually a good thing or, 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 or good that came out of the bad. Not, yeah. not, yeah. Mm. So that, that was really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I think it's, I find, and now that I do a lot of journaling, I, I wish I, I did more and, and I have two gratitude journals on the way. One is going to be for myself and then I'm going to find a special place to, to put the other one in a, a public place, somebody that will embrace it and encourage other people to, to write in it. But, um, you know, I, I do find that at the beginning of the process, you quickly run out of sort of the surface level gratitude things. And I've noticed in myself, both through doing yoga as well as meditating uh, and, and the little bit of journaling that, that I have done is that it's a massive challenge to really connect with the things and address the things that you really need to dig out. Oh, oh, for sure. And I, I actually see with the kids too. It's, it's, uh, that they, they're a lot of, there's always kids that have a real, like either can't think of anything or write the same thing every day in the beginning. But, um, they, all the teachers say they always come around as long as they just, you know, give them the time to do it every day. So, you know, that's why it's like a, it's like a practice, you know, it's a consistency is, is key when it, when it comes to, to, you know, developing gratitude. I think I think you kind of said this before too, but through through the process and the repetition of it, I think you people may also find a safety within themselves. You know, I think we look at at our own person as like our our safety net, but I think when you really take a look at it, there's a lot of aspects of ourselves that we might not even realize, but are sort of unsafe, like areas that we don't want to address and things we just want to sort of file away and, and not, and just kind of forget about. So I think, having, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, sorry. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying, so, so creating the space like you've done for people to, you know, over time address those things, but there is, there is a level of commitment that needs to happen. Um, Cause I think, you know, what, what you've said very clear is it's, it's not something that necessarily happens overnight. It does. It does take a commitment and time to really see the effects. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Like, like anything really worth doing in life, you know, it, it takes time. And I, I, you know, I, I, I feel my my approach to things is like, yeah, g- great things and good things definitely take time. They they don't happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. So, um, how? Right. I mean, right now, people can obviously go to your website and, and purchase the journals. And then I, I also know that for everyone that's purchased, you you all donate one as well. Is that correct? Well, so for well, there, there's two kind of initiatives like that okay. for the for the new coffee table book for, for every single one sold. We, we donate a journal to a school. Okay. Um, and then for the for the gratitude journal, the we do a buy one, share one corporate uh, initiative. So for, for every journal that a, a company purchases, uh, as an employee, uh, as a gift to an employee or for clients, uh, then grateful people's matches that and, and donates one to a classroom. Wow. That's really we, cool. We're going really well. We've had some really cool, uh, just, you know, companies like whole foods, Lululemon, 
um, Walmart, uh, Mind Body Green over the years kind of to support that, and which is which has been a big one of the big ways that we've been able to donate uh, a bunch of the journals. What's the level of work that you do? Like, I mean, you're obviously the creator of the journal, but do you do you also do any work with companies or schools when that when the journals are purchased? As far as I mean in schools, maybe training for the teachers or for corporations, like any sort of coaching on getting people started with the journal? Well, well, so uh, yeah, well, I mean, I love to visit uh, every school that I can. Actually, I had my first uh, in-person school visit this week uh, for the first time since before uh, the pandemic. Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm still like buzzing for a minute. It's, <laughs> it's, like it's, I, I seriously, like these, these school visits, I, when I leave, I'm just, I'm just, I feel so just pure, feeling of, of, of just high on life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so, I'm, I feel so privileged that I get, that I get to do that and, and go in and learn from the kids. Um, so the, that, the main thing, so that's the thing is I, I love to go in and kind of just do a little gratitude workshop with all the schools we work with. And then in, in terms of like training the teachers, what, what, you know, the, what I see that I'm doing, like my, my focus is not on, uh, getting gratitude journals into schools. My focus is on building a community of teachers that really understand the, the importance of mindfulness in the classroom. Mm. And, and which is, so that's where I put all my energy into building relationships with teachers and finding the right teacher to, to donate to. Cause then they just, you know, cause I learned from the first few years that this, the impact of, you know, this project starts and ends with how enthusiastic the teacher is with, about it. Uh, so I just, I just spend, my, you know, all my energy just trying to find the right teachers. And then, the, and then it just kind of, you know, plant the seeds in it and it grows from there organically. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, just getting just getting people to do it, I think is is the biggest, obviously the biggest part of this, and then hopefully it spreads. You know, for, for at least on the kids side, it goes from the kids in the classroom to spreading it at home, and you know, sharing it. and And I think like you've said this in a few different ways, but you just the the energy ripples out, and oh yeah, spreads spreads. I've actually had these really. Oh, I'm oh sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, I had, I have, I'm like, I've just had this really over the years, just a lot of just very beautiful uh, emails from, from the parents of the kids saying um, like, Hey, I heard about your project we're doing at school. And like, I'm noticing a difference in my kid, even at home, um, like saying, thank you more and, you know, behaving more and, and listening more. So it's been, yeah, yeah it's, it's just been this whole, this whole thing has just been a very big blessing for me. And, and, uh, and I'm just excited to, to, to keep going with it. Oh, well, that's great. Well, so what are some of the ways that anybody that's listening can sort of like, what are the aspects that ways they can get involved or maybe get their, their companies involved? Or if they're, you know, if we have any teachers that are listening, get schools involved, what are, what's some of the advice that you can offer to them on, on either, you know, ways to contact you or, or other aspects that you've seen be successful? Uh, so, I mean, this, the, the, one of the coolest parts about this project is that it's, it's grown only through word of mouth and like a, a community of people chipping in a little bit uh, and, and making it all possible. So, you know, spreading the word and seriously spreading the word is one of the biggest things you can do and just, you know, tell people about grateful people there. Um, you know, a lot of my friends, you know, bring it to, to their companies and that's how like the buy one, share one uh, thing has, has been, why it's been going so well. Uh, so if, you know, if you work for a company that might be interested in, in joining that initiative, you know, please, please reach out. And, um, and then the other thing is where, you know, I'm, I'm really, I feel really fortunate to have so many schools reaching out. Um, 
it's way more than, than Grateful Peoples can currently support. And I, I know I'm not going to be able to support all of them, but the goal is to just obviously uh, be able to work with as many as possible. Um, so I'm also just looking for, you know, uh, funding and grant opportunities out there. So if anybody is, you know, connected to or aware of any um, opportunities that I can look into, you know, please, please reach out. Um, and you can find all of her, all my info and at gratefulpeoples.com. And, and I know that when um, we did the work here in Syracuse, we had, um, like I said in the beginning, we had, we had a restaurant, we had two restaurants and then the yoga studio. So I think for other people listening, if you want to be a part of this and, you know, whether it be for your company or for a school that you're connected to is to, you know, pair up with other, other people, other businesses and, you know, create a fundraising event or, you know, reach out to Teddy and kind of, you know, back end fund the books, the the journals going to, you know, wherever you feel they're important. I know that, like I said, the other, if you're going to go to the website and you buy one for yourself, I would encourage you to buy a second one and, you know, donate it to a place, a, a favorite place you like to go and relax or get food and see if the, the owner of, of that place would be willing to put it out by the register or on a, you know, a gathering table or something like that, because, it is a, it is a really neat thing to have around to not only see what people write but the illustrations that would end up in some of our books were ju- like the kind of people illustrating their their gratitude I guess you could say Oh yeah oh yeah that's that actually that was there's a ton of like drawings and doodles and all all cool cool things in the in you know in the coffee table book as well Yeah it's it's just a different way I mean yes there there's written word but there's a lot of different ways that people can express gratitude, you know, some people dance and sing others, you know, draw whatever it might be. But I think what you're doing is, is really incredible. You know, I, we, I've been in a stage of my life for a while, just trying to really appreciate the, the beautiful work that people dedicate their lives to. And, and you've always been somebody that or always, but since, since I've known you and what you're doing, I've always followed it. And, and, just really, really hold what you're doing in very high respect. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of the lengths you're going to, to really make this a success. So I, I would strongly encourage anybody listening um, that this is a really amazing thing. You can find him on Instagram at Grateful Peoples. Visit his website, gratefulpeoples.com. Um, Teddy's very accessible. So reach out if you know you have questions or anything like that. And you know please help help spread this because it is truly an incredible thing. So I, I really appreciate it, Teddy. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Tyler. Thank you for all the kind words and, and helping get the word out there. That's, that's a, that's, that's a huge help. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I can't wait to see or continue to see where, where this goes and how it spreads. So, so keep up the good work. Oh, thank you. I, I will. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Teddy. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ohm Travelers. A huge thank you to Teddy for joining me. Make sure to find him at Grateful Peoples on Instagram and make sure again to visit his website, www.gratefulpeoples.com. Thank you, as always, to Soul Rising for allowing us the use of his song, The Journey, for our intro and outro. You can find him wherever you find music. I strongly encourage you to seek him out. I usually listen on Spotify. 
Make sure to visit my website also, www.nostalgiachocolates.com, for the show notes from today's episode, and also, more than that, to pick up some chocolate, hot chocolate, or a sipping chocolate to eat or drink while listening to the next episode. Stay safe and find some time to slow down and enjoy the world around you.